0: Some of people's one time What up, what up, what up? What up, though? Welcome back. You are listening to Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eve and Avery. Hey, everyone. Hey. Thank you all for rocking with us again. As always, you can listen to our illustrious podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. And please, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, And as always, you can follow us on social media um, at Across This on Twitter. Um, across the intersection on Facebook and across this one on the gram um, website is coming soon folks I'm working diligently on that so please just be patient with us and then I can start telling you about our fancy domain um, you can follow us individually on social media as well I'm at d i v e n o m o u s on all platforms Twitter, Facebook and the Grizzam and I'm
1: at E to the V to the E on Twitter
0: yeah follow across this on Twitter. Oh, Lord. We had one good week y'all. Yeah. We had one good week. I uh, I don't really to talk yeah, about that media, Twitter. man. When you know the things I know man. See yep. some good. Mm. Oh Lord. I'm good. <laughs> I got to start atting him again. That's all. Don't worry.
2: Nah, nah. Yeah. I mean, you could try. <laughs> yeah, I know I work on the sausage room floor in technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all
0: know that, right? I got you. I got you. I'm good. I seen you took down the profile pic. I seen that, joint I yeah. seen. It. I see
1: what you're doing. Know. Oh, you put an animated one, right? I've, I've had an animated one the whole time. So no, nah, no. Nah, Especially on Twitter. Yeah, yeah.
2: Come on, Man, you, you put my business out the there, animation. man. Come on, man. It's about anonymity. I don't even know why I'm using my real name on here.
0: <laughs> <It's like laughs> externality lemony, Start calling you Lemony Snickets. Yeah. So, um, welcome back, folks. We just are uh, getting it in this week. Um, so, happy 2018. It's officially Black History Month, right? Black History Month, yep. This is uh, February 3rd, Saturday, February 3rd, if you're listening to it live, because it's live right now. Again, it's live <laughs> right now. Now, we're in Black History Month, and um, I just uh, took a snippet of uh, Google's um, little doodle they put. Yeah, with, uh, that was, that Car- was cool. Uh, Car- Carter G. G. Woodson. Yeah, yeah some yeah, people don't cool. even know Cardi
1: G. So, glad you know, they put that there. But what
0: I was thinking about when I looked at that picture... And I, if I'm not mistaken, that was Harriet Tubman. He was sitting across someone at, at the table.
1: I didn't look at it very closely. What
0: happened to Harriet on the twenty dollar bill? Remember Obama? His last year was like, yeah, I'm about to spend these Tubmans.
1: No, I think it wasn't coming until I don't think it was supposed to come to like 2020 or some cycle. Oh. The mint, the mint has a, a specific cycle when they okay. change these things. I so I don't know John what the was year getting is getting ready to pop like no. right then.
0: No, no, because he said it in a press conference. He's like, I'm about to spend these Tubmans. I was like, oh okay, we about to come out <laughs> with yeah, the joint.
1: That kind of sounded like Obama. Say that again.
0: <laughs> I. I work on my Obama uh, <laughs> impressions, About to spend these Tubmans. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's that's where we are, folks. So Black History Month, go out and learn something, read a book, donate your time or your resources to an organization that is um, you know beneficial to uh, our experience. Do something with yourself, become a learned individual.
1: And one thing I want to add to that is one thing that's helpful is to learn things that our uh, leaders have been saying for centuries, actually, yeah. that that uh, our current condition, yes, we're diverse, but there is still uh, a, a, a narrative concerning African America um, that our current condition shows that we have not followed. For example, we mentioned Carter G. Woodson and people... It, we're talking about somebody who who wrote a book a hundred years ago. Yeah. We're talking about Marcus it's Garvey. It's called The Miseducation of the Negro. And we're also talking about um, not just Marcus, Marcus Garvey and, and, and Carter Woodson. It was like
2: 85, but, excuse me, about 85 years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but, and then we're also talking about Booker, Telfair, Washington. This is the thing. Those Oof. people at that time were talking about economics that we're talking about now, and we talked about in the last uh, podcast. And there were a lot of Black Wall Streets that sprung out of that, and a lot of people got really inspired and said, "Well, we want to actually establish, you know, some kind of cooperative economics." And there's a reason, of course. The Black Wall Streets bumped against. Um, well, first of all, some of them bumped against racism and complete physical destruction. Well, I think but, all of them probably. Bumped no, no, but racism. but others others because. They were dozens and dozens of them. Others just bumped against the, the Great Depression. Yeah, you know? okay, 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 And so we you, lived in the midst of another economy. And you know, hello, I mean, the, you know, reality came. But the point is, is that one thing to study in black history, if we're going to do something during this month, each person every day is to kind of look at what some of the quotes were and, and what some of the books were that were written even a century ago, and see if you know, we can't restore what it is that was our hope right after we, you know, a couple of generations after we came out of slavery.
0: Did y'all see the um, thing on on, uh, people were going on the NHL on Twitter because apparently yeah. the NHL want to celebrate Diversity Month this month.
1: <laughs> they're trying. It looks like they're trying. And so
0: people like really and like they were just. At the NHL, it was trending on Twitter. I don't know nah, two nah. or three days ago, and they were just like, "Really, NHL?" I you, mean, there are a number pick of black... black History Month,
1: <laughs> but there are a number of Black. But they weren't with celebrating the black... No,
0: but they weren't celebrating Black History. They were just like, "Oh, let's celebrate diversity in the NHL this month." And uh-huh. they had all these, and they were just like, "Really? Like this? What y'all want to do in February, NHL?" So it yeah. was just, it was. I thought that was funny.
1: Interesting.
0: So anyway.
2: Well, <clears throat> yeah, it's a number of reasons why I'm sure they did that. Did you know that? Did you know that um, blacks play hockey? Like prior to the NHL, did you know that? Uh, I,
1: know I think so. Only thing I
0: know about hockey is it's a stick on ice.
2: No, no, no. You are yes. just talking so, about
1: Afro Canadians or just blacks in America? That is
2: correct. Okay. Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. yeah, Nova yeah. Scotia. You have Afro Canadians that played uh, in their own league in their own
0: league. Oh, like the Negro Leagues version of hockey? Yeah, well, like they
2: couldn't play. Yeah, you know, yeah. they didn't want to like the 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 the, uh, the Caucasian Canadians did not uh, did not allow for the the Afro the Afro Canadians to play with them mm-hmm. and, and 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 not only that not only that, that um, makes sense, they man. not 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 even that they really wanted to they they just played hockey and they yeah. had their own thing going on and they would actually draw draw their own crowds and people would come to see the yeah, Afro Canadians yeah, yeah. play hockey because it was more entertaining surprise surprise <laughs> and so yeah 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 I, I actually um. There's a there, you, you can You look know, that we up. can't there's just a, play
1: hockey. We probably got to put it between the leg. You know, yeah, we
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, well, like, well, there's certain of hockey. Yeah, but
2: there, <laughs> yeah, there's certain there there there's certain uh, styles of play and certain certain um, certain uh, 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 fundamental fundamental um, uh, statistics and and things that they do in hockey that that is said to have come from um those uh those players and so mm-hmm. so yeah 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 I don't I, I don't necessarily think that there's um I mean I get it I don't necessarily you know I mean it, that doesn't
0: surprise me yeah, you know but I just mean, knowing it, the history of this continent that doesn't yeah. surprise me so <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. know me, that you guys both mentioned Afro-Canadians just reminded me of a um interview that I saw with that the actor Laz Alonzo on a film yeah okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah, Matrix
2: matrix revolutions and then laz alonzo was also in he was in uh, matrix revolutions yeah and he was he was he was he was in um uh the what's the what's the little zion he was in zion uh and then he was also in um the blue movie people with the blue people avatar oh yeah he was the main he was he was the he was the main uh he was like the incumbent king Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah, I, I didn't realize that. The brother. He was
0: a brother to Nateri. Was, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he was doing the voiceover for that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. No. 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 That was no, actually they... him walking around. Yeah. He's they... actually blue and ten feet tall. <laughs> 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 and got like the long arms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, shoot, I forget the character from Star Wars. Bobo. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. No. No. Not Boba Fett. That a long looking alien thing. Jar Jar? Jar Jar, yeah. Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Banks. Banks. Yeah. <laughs> They're like blue Jar Jar Banks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he he was being interviewed by a radio station. And yeah, I was yeah. just saying, y'all said afro Canadians made me think about something because he was just talking about African-American experience, da-da-da-da. So then the host, which is a black female, tried to go on him. Well, wait a minute. Isn't your family from Cuba? And he was just like, Yeah, but I'm black first. He was like, You think when I'm getting pulled over, they'd be like, Oh, wait a minute, you're Cuban, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. And he made a statement, though, that was just really, really um, powerful to me that something that I've tried to live by, but he really encapsulated it in a couple of statements. He said, um, Something that black people, focus on too much is where the slave ships dropped us off I mean, he said we should focus more on where we were picked up from he's like yes my family's from cuba but he's like i'm black first so i don't try to downplay my blackness he says so i wish y'all would stop doing it you know he's like you know i consider myself black he's like yes he my, is black i mean yeah he's black but i mean yes his family's from cuba and so the 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 host was trying to insinuate, oh, you don't know our struggle because your family's from Cuba. But he was like, I was raised here, like I grew up black, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like it ain't like no, oh, you know, my family's from Cuba, so I don't understand what yeah. it means to be racially profiled or, you know, experience well, discrimination it just or me yada 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 yada. Now there's yeah. gonna be some nuances, I understand that as someone whose parents are from the Caribbean. I understand that there there are a few nuances that you don't understand, and I understand. And I fully am. I, f- I fully am aware of that because there are just a few things that I didn't personally understand about the Black American experience. Just because my parents didn't teach it, because they didn't know it. But I think that the statement that he had just made about we should focus more on where the slave ships picked us up from, as opposed to where they dropped us off. I was like, wow, that's a really dope statement, you know? Because yeah. The only reason that there are blacks in Cuba and blacks in Jamaica is because of the is, Spaniards, is, the exactly, British, the
1: Dutch, the French, and the Portuguese. They Don't stopped let, there on the way here. Yeah.
0: You know, I thought I just thought that was a pretty dope statement. So, anyway, let's not focus on being you know divided and, and, and separate, but you know focus on being unified. So, in the spirit of not focusing on being uh, divided <laughs> and being unified, so we haven't had it this week in the news in a few weeks. So, I figured we would just pause and do a whole episode on it. Which I know. Pause. Yeah, we just pause, pause, and I know that this will thrill Avery. So we're gonna talk about preaches. <laughs> so, but pause, pause again. Let me, stop. Let me pause again. But it was, you know, it was a little, it was a little disappointing, um, honestly, these last couple weeks for me. Just reading some of the different things that I had been reading, and so I wanted to just sort of, I don't know, kind of park here for a little bit and 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 talk about. Um, some of the different statements that are being made by, you know, Christian leaders and different faith, you know, different people of the faith, because there's an interview with some women in, um, down South, I forget where it's from, but I didn't... Diamond and Silk? No, no, oh, no. please no, don't. No, oh, no, my no. gosh. No, I was no, wondering. Those puppets. Nah, oh, that. I'm
1: so glad I haven't heard from them in a long time. I was oh. wondering.
0: So- No, nah, no. Nah. They probably doing a running man some way <laughs> with a MAGA hat on there. No, no, no. Um- but uh <laughs> Angela Rye and Nicki Minaj? Nah, nah, nah. You mean Cousin Angela? <laughs> Cousin Angela, if <laughs> you see her.
2: Nah, I was <laughs> saying you say, you know, some black
0: black black nah. women. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, but trying to try just trying to identify who you're talking about, that's all. No, no, no. Shout out to Cousin Angela, by the way. You can sponsor us anytime. Anytime. Um no, so there were a couple interviews that were done in the last couple weeks. Um that I just wanted to chop it up about and you know, We'll see where this goes because I I think that it they they both center around a smaller issue, which I think go into a much larger issue, Um and the the first one was you know Franklin Graham, uh, the the son of the legendary Billy Graham, right? Big time evangelist in the early part of the twentieth century. Um, That's
2: dude with the bookstore, right? Franklin Graham, like Franklin Covey or something. he will be a little. Little quasi Christian bookstores at the airport. I, <laughs> I don't have no idea. I don't
0: okay. know. He has it very anything well to do with could that. be. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. But I know he sort of took over from his pops doing whatever it is that they do, and so he was interviewed by by your boy Don Lemon um, on CNN. Woo. The yeah.
1: recently restored to blackness, Don Lemon, the <laughs> Afro donning and, I know, right? and you know a former um, completely removed card. Look, carrying Don had Don to do, lemon
0: Don had to do two semesters at, at, at Howard just to get caught back up but so so Don is <laughs> Don, he had to enroll at the HBCU for a couple of semesters just just to get caught back up but so Don Don interviewed um Franklin Graham and you know of course Franklin you know being one of the talking puppets that you know is you know kind of Trumpeting, you know, Mr. yeah, dude,
2: dude. Uh, I think he's the uh CEO, or lead director of Samaritan's Purse,
0: yeah, yeah. yes, really yes, yes, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Um, and I don't mean to denigrate him personally because I don't know him personally, but just some of the things in which he was saying in, in the interview. And if you're interested, you can go to CNN, it's on their website. I know some of y'all are like, man, CNN's fake news, well, you know, find me real news and I'll read that, but um his some of his statements i just found very troubling um now this has nothing to do with with 45 if if president trump you know if someone huge i'm sorry if if someone (laughs) huge you are fake news if if someone supports whoever they support politically that's their business i honestly don't really care as it pertains to that um but what what is so troubling for me was Don asked him a very, a couple of very specific questions to get a very clear answer, you know, not the the talking points, the, the usual talking points. You know, Don, Don said um, he asked him about Trump's alleged affairs, specifically the one with um, that porn star, Stormy Daniels. That he tried to enough. cover up, yeah, supposedly. By the way, if your name is Stormy, you know she was into some illicit. Anyway. Shout out to anybody named Stormy. I'm sorry. Um, and so here's, here's Mr. Graham's response. These alleged affairs, they're alleged with Trump, didn't happen while he was in office. I thought, so what? Like, huh? Does it matter if he was in office or not? But I said, okay, let's let's keep it moving. Then, then Lemon again. Don doing his semester at HBCU. He was on it. So Don, <laughs> Don then asked him something else. He said, "Well, why were Christians so willing to call out Bill Clinton's behavior, but they're not willing to call out Forty behavior? Like, what's what's up? They they were the first one trumpeting how Clinton was immoral, which he was. I'm not downplaying that anything. I mean, you 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 getting brain in the Oval Office. That's that's like." You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say that Bill Clinton wasn't also immoral, but again, Graham argued that Trump's were just alleged affairs, quote-unquote alleged affairs. And then he says this. These are direct quotes. This happened 11, 12, 13, 14 years ago. And I think there's a big difference in not want to give anybody a pass, but we have to look at the timeline, and that was before he was in office. And again, my my concern is... Not that he supports Trump because, you know, these guys supported a, a Mormon in two thousand and eight yeah. ahead of a professing believer in Barack Obama. So their support of Donald Trump does not surprise me, nor does it shock me. It was just how easily they were able to sidestep immorality. Like he was just he, he like very easily was able to just, oh no, that that's nothing. It happened a while back. And he wasn't even in office yet. Like it had nothing to do with repentance. Or, you know, changing his life around. It was just, oh, it it happened a while back, so it's all good. And I just thought, hmm, for him to so casually just brush aside uh, immorality, I thought was very problematic. So
1: Yeah, everybody's growing. Everybody's in a process of developing as Christians and as Oh, yeah, when they're on your team. Yeah, Uh, of course. But that's the playbook.
2: mm Mm-hmm. It is. That's the playbook. It is to, and people really need to understand it. So that uh, they are not manipulated, uh, they can be able to read through uh, what's happening uh, and understanding that um, there are strategies in which to debate, and these are these are nothing more than debating strategies. And that's the so. big.
1: And that's the that's the big picture is that there are masses of people who are hanging on every single word because of this man's last name right and it's not just him but there are other people who are highly influential and a lot of sheeple who
0: trust people I like that you
1: know because and honestly regular human beings who are going to work every day uh, uh, working 40 hours out of their lives every week don't necessarily have time Um, to dig as deeply as preachers whose job it is to dig or to critically think and that sort of thing. And so therefore they depend on leaders. Mm -hmm. I'm not justifying. I'm saying that um, I think that's why this is, this is part of why this is such a big deal when you have people who consider themselves to be Christians making all kinds of concessions for this man when they didn't make concessions before and you see all kinds of contradictory behavior. Well, if you have a veil over your face and you're following someone because of their last name or following someone because rats ran up your spine when they preached, then you can, I mean, you're going to be so far from your goal just in the way that you want to live this Christian life you know, at the end. And, and so the question is, you know, who's holding these men accountable.
0: I thought it was fire shot up in their bones, not rats run up their spine. I mean, no, no
1: I'm saying you just, I'm you just know, kidding. you have a feeling, you know, feel, oh, this person preached real good. It's like, no, no. Talk about, you know, who this person is and how are they leading you? And are you thinking critically about the things that come out of their mouth? Or are you just being a recipient of the words that they say? Do you just vote for whoever they tell you to vote for? Uh, yes. You know, so and so that's that's part <laughs> of the problem. That's yeah. that's well, part of the problem. Well, did you know
2: like that's not even even though that's illegal, like it's not enforced. The IRS doesn't enforce um, the it, it 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 does not enforce separation of church and state. Does not at all. It doesn't enforce it. So. So a church can go around and preaches and whatnot can go around and tell you to vote for people, and they do, and well, it's not enforced.
1: But I think you need to explain for our listening audience what the IRS has to do with churches. The
2: IRS, what the IRS has to do is that the churches have what's called... Um, you have you have different kinds of entities. well, not just
0: churches, but churches and these little ministries. Well, I, yeah, well, ministries. I was going to say entities. You have yeah, oh, okay. yeah,
2: you have nonprofit um, organizations. Yeah, well, yeah. As far as the IRS is concerned, the IRS is trying to collect uh, tribute or tributary or, or money from um, money that comes to uh, people, uh, individuals, and um, Also, organizations, which are pretty much looked at as far as the U.S. government, are recognized organizations also looked at as an individual. And so you have these kinds of individuals. You have what's called a corporation, right, which is a group of people that get together. They they, they put their name on what's called a charter, which is nothing more than a sheet of paper that describes what the corporation's purpose is. As far as the IRS is concerned, that is an individual that's recognized as a person, uh, and so, so uh, the difference between what's called a corporation and a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. is that a corporation is su- su- supposedly um, the venture is supposedly to be for profit or to make money. A nonprofit organization. Is a type of organization incentivized by the United States for people to get together to help society for social causes and not make a profit and not make a profit, supposedly. And supposedly. so, th- and that is what's called a uh, it's a non nonprofit organization. One of the classifications of a nonprofit organization is what's called five hundred one c three. And so a 501c3 nonprofit organization is a type of IRS classification that is typically, not all the time, but usually the type of organization that a church classifies itself or files itself under or as uh, for the IRS. And the benefit uh, of that is for tax write-offs, tax purposes, so so that so that when you take your money and you put your money in the church you can get you can get that money back now you don't have to form a 501c3 nonprofit but then if you do that then you can't write off your expenses right so what we do is or what people do is they get together and they say okay so we want to help these group of people or they say god told me that I should preach
0: let me go ahead and file this file. Because we wanna see 3 We're trained pro- in that way. Yeah, because we're trained. Even people who are yeah. sincere, who people yeah. are, who are sincere like, yo, you know, I want to affect this community or this neighborhood for Christ. We're trained to go from step one, which is, all right, I feel like I hear the Lord saying me to go to this people group, right to, all right, so where are we going to get these incorporation papers at? And, well,
2: yeah, be, well, it's the incentive. The incentive is that, oh, okay, so... If I want to help these people, um, or if I want to, let's say, uh, okay, let's say we want to get this neighborhood or these people on this block, like diapers, right? Like, oh, we can come together and we can do that. We can give them.
0: Huggies um, or the grown-up diapers? I'm oh, just saying, you know what I'm saying? Grown-up diapers, actually. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. we, you can- Shout out to my old people. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you can actually go, you can get a group of people to go and do that, and then that's that, Right? Um, but you could also, there's a way, there's a way in which you can get whatever it is that you spend, you can get that, you can deduct that from your income taxes, Mm -hmm. uh, in, um, in April of every year. And so, but the only way to do that is that the money that was spent to get those, to get those diapers have to be spent through, have to be spent through what's called a, a recognized institution, or in this case, a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization, or basically a church, right? So, a recognized church, church yeah. with a recognized status. So
0: let's come yeah. back here to this original point. Well, so Mr. Graham has a five hundred one c three. It's called the Samaritan. Yes, he place. does. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. I'm sure he has many. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the big one that that everybody knows. Yeah. So, again, I'm not here to badmouth any of the people that might work in that organization. I don't know any of you all personally. I think they do a lot of good. I know people personally yeah.
1: who do work with it. But, again, this does not justify um, Mr. Graham having a perspective that flays, you know, depending on who he's referring to. So you have the president, and so the response that he gives to Don Lemon is multifaceted. One of them is that, well, Donald Trump, you know, first of all, is is a person who's growing in his faith just like all of us are. So we should excuse that. We should excuse him saying he's going to grab a woman by her genitals because of that. Or he did certain things a long time ago. Of course, this discounts the things that he's doing now. And then there are a number of other arguments that were happening that he gave in that interview, which, again, does not demonstrate the same grace that could have been given to the to Donald Trump's predecessors or anybody else who does not hold... Um, some other ideological right. views that Mr. Graham does. And that's that's the problem. We should be able to be critical in our thought, um, not critical of the person's identity or their integrity, but in our thought of the words that come out of our leader's
0: mouths. And what what is, you know, again, very, just troubling is because one of the questions that Don asked him specifically um, was a, about Obama. He said, "Hey, Mr. Graham, I did not see you come out as forcefully, right, for his predecessor, for the previous president." And he said, um, "Why, you know, why, why don't you come out as as uh, now? We all know why he didn't, but he wanted to just hear out of out of uh, Mr. Ms., Mr. Graham's mouth." He said, "Hey, listen, I don't, I, I didn't see you come out as aggressively and as forcefully for his predecessor." So then Mr. Graham proceeds to say, oh, I could not come out and publicly support his predecessor. And by the way, Don said this guy had no scandals. He was a faithful husband to his wife, father to his children, da 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 He laid it all out there. He threw him a softball, as they say, um, in the business. You know how we do in the business, you know, threw him a softball. But anyway, and Mr. Graham then proceeds to say, hey, I, I could not publicly support him based on... Moral issues because of morality. I could not support him. His stance on gay marriage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This
1: this falls into part of what we what we did, what we concluded this past summer, which is some people would prefer a candidate or a, uh, a political leader who says with his mouth that he believes certain things, but his actions don't reflect it. Rather than the one whose actions might reflect it, but says certain things that we disagree with. And either way, we're talking about people who are both flawed and should receive the same
0: treatment. Right. That's, and that's the problem, because it, it, it then turns into double talk. Because, out of one hand, if he would have said, Listen, 45 is flawed. And I support him because he's, you know, he needs support. Well, he did. Okay, he fine. Did say
1: he was flawed, but, but then if
0: he comes and says, "Well, you know, Obama was flawed too," and I support him as well because he had some issues. If he would have done that, I'd be like, "All right, well, you know, you know, it is what it is." But for him to come out and say, "Oh, nah, the stuff he did was before office; it's all good." Give him. But this other cat, though, nah, I can't mess with this dude. It's like, well, that's that's talking out of both sides of your mouth, and that. That, for me, like I said, I think this goes from a smaller issue, which support of 45 is the smaller issue, into a much larger issue. And, you know, there's another interview that that took place recently, and it was with your boy Michael Steele. Um, you know, we're in the Maryland area, so for those of you who do not know who Michael Steele is, Michael Steele was the former lieutenant governor of Maryland. He's a Republican, African-American gentleman. He was the former lieutenant governor of Maryland, served under Ehrlich, right? Under Bob Ehrlich. He then went on to become the head of the Republican National Committee. So this guy's a GOP lifer, right? Yeah. He's, he's 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 one of the card carrying members.
1: I saw him at Giant a few years ago. He's like ten feet tall. Or yeah, something. he's a tall man. Yes, he
0: is a <laughs> tall drink of water, as the ladies say. Right? So he was interviewed on MSN Philistine. <laughs> he was rolling with Goliath right but he he was interviewed on MSNBC uh, recently about two weeks ago and he had some very inflammatory remarks because um, Chris Matthews he was interviewed by Chris Matthews and Chris Matthews played for him an excerpt from an interview in which Tony um, Tony Perkins not that Tony Perkins if you live in the DC area you know Tony Perkins shout out Tony Perkins um, but Anthony Perkins, who is the head of the Family Research Council, it's this conservative yeah, group, you know, that lobbies for family values and that sort of thing. Yeah, Value
2: Voters Summit. Yeah, and they put that on every year or so.
0: So he's the head of that organization. And so he was being interviewed. <clears throat> and the interviewer was asking Anthony Perkins, hey, listen, so you guys are morality, family values, yada, yada, yada. Like, how the heck are you supporting 45? Like, like, like what's good? Like, the interviewer was re- – it sounded like he was genuinely interested to see how in the world you guys are supporting 45. And so Anthony Perkins then says, well, we're giving him a mulligan. And if it, that's a golf term, right, mm-hmm. mulligan? You get to start do-over. over. You get a do-over, right? We're giving him a mulligan because the, the guy was asking him about the hush money that tr- um, Trump's people paid Stormy Daniels, the hundred and some thousand dollars mm-hmm. they paid her as hush money to keep the affair on the low. Um, and he said, Yeah, I, I understand that, but we're gonna give him a mulligan. And the guy said, But you know Trump is seventy years old. You give you giving him a mulligan on seventy years of life. <laughs> and he just tried to laugh it off. And so then Chris Matthews, after playing that excerpt, asked Michael Steele, Who is a lifer? a G O P lifer everybody, that this is not some kind of liberal, you know, kook coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> um Michael and the the other gentleman, Jamal something, who were both being interviewed. Yeah, he was on a panel. Yeah. Jamal made this statement, and I've heard this statement made several times over the last year, and I want to get y'all thoughts on this. Jamal, who, he said he was a Democratic strategist. And he said many times when he would debate with you know, conservatives, Christian, you know, that group, that evangelical group, they would always come at him from the perspective of morals. And I've heard other people in the past say that. You know, and so when it came to that argument, that people would sort of back down because you would say, "Well, this is my faith, and this is what I believe." And he was like, "All right, you know, we will back down off of that." Okay, fine. That's your that's your morals. That's but he said, "Now you no longer have the moral high ground. Like believers, if if this is what you're going to su- endorse and support, you no longer can claim moral high ground." No, it's a double talk. Is because it's gonna, double talk. Yeah. And so I just so, want to give you a direct quote from Mr. Steele. Michael Steele's direct quote is. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma I'm get on some people's nerves here. He says, Michael Steele says, Don't ever preach to me again. Evangelicals who still support Trump should shut the hell up. Those were Michael Steele's direct quote. And that's from a GOP lifer. That's from somebody who was the head of the RNC, lieutenant governor, ran for Senate as a Republican, this is a, a, a GOP life, so th- this is not a Democrat Republican thing. I think it's people who are starting to notice the double talk from all of these religious kind of leaders. So, what what say you? What say you on that? I just laid out Mike Steele and Jamal's uh, Simmons. Uh, <laughs> uh, and forgive me if I just offended anybody with a HE double hockey sticks, but I, that was a direct quote, not a. That wasn't AJ talking. Nobody. Uh, Michael still blew you all away?
2: Well, um, <clears throat> this is in response to, can you, like what? What was Michael Steele responding to? He was responding Anthony, to- Anthony
0: Perkins um, saying that he was going to give 45 a mulligan pretty much on life in general. Oh. And now that he's in office, he gets a complete do-over. And so, the interviewer was kind of like, well, how are you doing that? Trump is 70. This is, he's lived a long Oh, well, so my,
2: but yeah, well, well, this is a, it's a, it's about the controlling of resources. Like everything kind of, go, everything goes back to that. And so the, the whole mulligan do-over thing or whatnot just goes to show you that the, the religious, the, the, the religious, religious allegiance is a cloak to obfuscate the the people to uh, distract the people from, and I mean the people as in like the the population, the general population, the proletariat, the units of energy that that um, keep rush hour going, mm-hmm. uh, which we would be members of, um, unfortunately, do mean unfortunately, but um, those specifically or most who are unaware it's designed to keep them unaware. And so all that is all that double talk is a little crack in the cloak, so to speak. Right? So it's a little it's a little, little tear in the cloak, but um you know, it'll get sewn up. And so and so for Michael Steele to say uh what he said as a response. I mean, I think that that's a understandable response. I I I think that it's not necessarily um a, it's not an honest response because him being the chair that he is, or was. being so far, or was yeah. whatever like position that he held, he must have seen this going all the time.
1: Well, see, and that's so, why I was questioning if this is if if this is an an evolution, or I am questioning if this is an evolution of Michael Steele's consciousness. And does he get? Does he is he allowed to get to the point where he says, "Wait a second, all this that I've been building my entire life on." ideologically, um, even religiously, is wrong. And I'm going to express that now.
2: Possibly, because him being a black guy, uh, he may not have been let into, like, all of the comings and goings and the plans in which that that uh, Tony Perkins and, and his fraternity um, are planning. But it might be. It might be. I don't think that it's anything more than just, you know, a lashing out response. I don't think there's really anything to it. This thing. This train is still going to move. Um, just catching somebody on a little bit of double talk. Like. Alleged. 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 That's the beauty about things being alleged. And then our. Our country. Right. We Like. Allegedness is just. Um, uh, mo- motivation. Or a target. In which to. Uh. Indict somebody over or accuse somebody over doing something and possibly bringing them into some kind of court, court of law, court of public opinion or, or whatever, whatever. But, you know, you still have to go through a process, particularly with these politicians, right, who are who are virtually on um, who are virtually Teflon. Like you have to go through a process in which to 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 actually punish them or to actually you know find them guilty and if not then it doesn't matter what's alleged you know well like, I, I just think it's if they if they're if they're if they're positioned to uh bring about a certain kind of um you know a certain kind of change or uh implement a particular agenda then it's like it doesn't matter w- what they pledge yeah. what they do you, you, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so I just I yeah. just
1: uh, think that it's really important um, for to just to point out the contrast between uh Franklin Graham and his remark as well as uh, uh, Michael Steele and his. Now, I don't think that Michael Steele is as influential as Michael, as uh, as Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham uh, not only has his own congregation and, and not only leads not-for-profit organizations, but he has you know a congregation that doesn't even come to his church, just a, a voice that a lot of people move uh, based on. Whereas Michael Steele, uh, there are people who look to him as well, but I don't know that it would be that many. Nevertheless, these are still two influential Christian men one of whom is continuing to perpetuate the double talk that A.J. was just talking about, um, and one who, it seems, has actually done some critical thinking and, and started to st- somehow step outside of the context that he was brought up in, uh, brought up politically and probably throughout his adulthood, and, and say, wait a second, there's some, there is some double talk going on. There's something wrong here when you have people who have the same or claim the same faith as I do, uh, and, and, but somehow they, um, they, they stop that, that notion of, or, or the, wow. the, inf- the influence of their faith uh, when it comes to who they support politically, uh, depending on the political party or depending on what that person thinks regarding two issues, basically, gay marriage and abortion. And so I think it's important that there are different voices out there um, or at least some kind of voice to come in contrast to an evangelical leader who practices double talk in, in the fact that Michael Steele actually is, is oh. saying, well, let's let's stop here and let's actually step back and look at the double talk for what it is.
2: Yeah, as far as uh, Anthony Perkins, I want to be want to be clear. This is the same guy that uh, had this uh, Jonathan Dugger cat on his staff. And Jonathan Dugar, for those that might not or Duggar. Doug Duggar, Duggar, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, the Duggar kid, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like he he was he he was um he was affiliated, uh, he was a spokesman. I can't remember his exact position, but he he was that minimal spokesman. Uh, he was much more, he was the executive director, actually. Mm-hmm. He was the executive director of uh some kind of executive director, some kind of executive for the family research council. And this is the guy that was uh accused accused this was back in what, twenty fifteen, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He, like
0: molesting his sisters or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah. came
2: out. It came he out. He admitted that,
1: to it. I don't even I think it went even beyond an accusation.
2: Well he was I think he was forced to admit it. It was it may have been brought up. Okay. But uh and then he didn't deny it. Uh, but it was i think it, w- it may have been brought up because this was this was like going into the primaries or something along those lines and mm. you know the, the value voter summit family research council that was speaking out a lot on um traditional marriage and family values and um and then it had came out that this guy Jonathan Duger, who was a lead representative mm-hmm. of the family research council uh um committed incest and he committed incest with his sisters when he was fifteen. He had uh, he had uh, fondled uh, he had fondled them on numerous occasions. His younger sisters. Yeah. So that's something that you know at fifteen, and at that point in time, he may have been in his thirties. He may have been in his thirties, and he had when like he a, confessed to this. When he, yeah when he he didn't deny it. he admitted okay. it yeah and and um and this is a man, he was married. I
0: think he, he had, had kids, too. Yeah, he had, yeah. like,
2: a bunch of children.
1: Of course, he came from a family of, what, 21?
2: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And so the Duggar family in Alabama or Arkansas, one of the places. But anyway.
0: But if I'm not mistaken, didn't the family already know when they had addressed it?
2: Yeah. It co- it was covered up. That's what it was. Yeah, like, they didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But it, 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 So anyway, anyway, I'm just saying that. The, that was something that I don't I I remember looking at that time. Maybe it came out later, but I don't remember Anthony Perkins ever addressing that. So um, you pretty
0: much that's speaking to Anthony Perkins' sort of credibility.
2: Well, what it speaks to, yes, what it speaks to is there, um, and and this this um, porno is porno uh, uh, allegation it fits right into it, and it speaks on. It's, it speaks on this sliding scale of what um, of what sexual normalcy is and sexual deviancy and sexual immorality and the reason why it's not a big deal for Anthony Perkins is because he probably looks at porn too. <laughs> Dang. I mean, I'm being serious. Like. I mean. And it. it, 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 it do you understand what I'm saying? Like he can relate.
0: So when Trump sort of says, you know, or when these allegations come out about him with Stormy Daniels or whatever, you're saying that these different family, moral, religious leaders, are like yo, that's me too. So it's his
2: tribe, absolutely. That's me right. too. Yeah. it's his tribe. <laughs> Not <It's>, me too. <laughs> no, like no, seriously, yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's yeah. his tribe, and so that's why that 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 is why he can look at somebody like a Jonathan Dugan, hire him. I'm sure the guy probably you know has some has some. Uh, Ticks, you know, or proclivities, but th- it's not about morality. It's about moving an agenda. The whole right. religious thing is just to shut you and me up. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Things like, like this
1: just make me co- make make me wonder um, what is going to ultimately happen with American evangelicalism. And I'm not talking about Christianity. Yeah. And even more important than that, I'm not talking about Christ and His legacy. I'm yeah. talking specifically about the interpretation of of biblical scripture by people who call themselves evangelicals because you see two things going on that we just talked about. First of all, we see people who are leaders within that movement uh, having a a sliding scale uh, uh, in in terms of their their morality uh, personally, right? And then second of all, in terms of the way that they tell us to respond to our leaders. And so... Sooner or later, even the sheeple are going to look around and say, wait a second, something is not going right. <laughs> here. But sheeple. I,
0: I,
2: I want to respond directly, though, to um, what Michael Steele said. Uh, and and so in this response is like, don't ever don't don't talk to me about this. Don't talk to me about that. Uh, because what what did he say?
0: The the He's, short of it? Essentially, he said that evangelicals don't try to talk to him again about morality. They yeah. should just shut up.
2: OK. Or oh, and, and but okay and then or don't
0: get, preach to me is what he said. He mm-hmm. used the word preach. Don't ever preach to me again about morality. You can just shut up.
2: Right. Right. yeah, so. well, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely right about that. Uh I, I do want to speak on um on the uh this whole thing about like like family values and 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 all of that because ultimately it gets into um it gets into uh sex, right? And it gender. Does? Yeah, it does. Because oh, without sex, then you don't have a family. <laughs> I, for those who, I guess maybe it's like our lost younger, on people. For our younger long, listeners. For, yeah, long. for our younger
0: listeners. Lo- if you have young on ones people. in the room, please cover their ears right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what I I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, you do need a spiritual ear. You need a spiritual ear in order to be able to understand, in order to be able to understand what a family structure is supposed to be because this society is not designed it's like it's is is meant to strip that understanding away from you right so that's why you have all of these like 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 you have this mindset of well because you're doing this don't talk to me about like for example like you know gay marriage or don't talk to me about um don't talk to me about all, all these other all, all these other Things that are not um, that are that are prohibitions in the scripture, right? Because that's a prohibition. Uh, you know, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna argue that that's not in there. Now, people will argue how it got in there, but nobody's gonna argue that that's you know not, that that's in there. The question is, is like you know, do you do you believe it? Do you agree with it? That's a different kind of conversation. But what we have to do though, uh, I is not necessarily is 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 to be able to have a nuanced conversation. Right, and to be able to understand like okay, so I don't necessarily I don't like 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 because Tony Perkins is running interference or covering for you know like uh Trump getting his rocks off uh with this with this porn chick doesn't necessarily mean it makes it okay for you to be like, okay, well, I'm a guy, but you know, now I want to walk around in a dress. And so I want people to refer to me as something in which that I'm, you know, biologically not and is evidence when anybody looks at me. Right? Well, you like, know, there's a
0: there's a an, an article, another article I just wanted to reference on NBC, um, where they um talked about by the way, Anthony Perkins interview was on politico, if anybody wanted to go and listen to, you know, I don't know whoever would want to listen to it, but it it dives very deep into this entire sort of subject. It, 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 it dives, and, and it, it was very good because, it, you know, when it, I like it when people um, kind of can give an objective view of the condition of the body of believers. Because sometimes when you're just in, the, in it, you think everything is all good and we try to put band-aids on the Titanic and all that sort of thing. But when someone from the outside, it's like if you have scratch on your car, somebody's on the outside, they have a different perspective of your Extremely car than you do. Extremely
1: important yeah, analogy. So,
0: so they can look at your car and say, yo, the outside of your car is keyed up or you know, you're missing the mirror or whatever. You should get out the car and look at it. And so this guy, William Barber, Dr. William Barber and Jonathan Wilson wrote a very in-depth article on NBC as it pertains to this double talk, the hypocrisy and so on and so forth because the like I said earlier, the smaller issue to me, the the smaller issue is um is pol- the political issue. I think the bigger issue and Avery mentioned it was the lack of vision because Unfortunately, because these leaders, are, their main focus is a power grab, mm-hmm. um, their main focus is a power grab. And so what they're doing in the effort for a power grab, because one of the things that these guys talk about in the article is that this is a very big issue because this, what this does is this elevates a certain strand of the Christian faith, which is extremely problematic. It was the strand of Christian faith that was looking for a power grab during the time of slavery, right? It's the strand of Christian faith that would have um church leaders allow King James to separate the Anglican church because he wanted to marry somebody else. It's it's it, it's a very dangerous strand of Christian Oh, uh, that was King Henry the yeah, Eighth. I know what you mean. Thank you for the historian. That's why I got her around, y'all. <laughs> but
1: I have to say I have to say something, though, because that I, I do need to mention that there is a natural pushback against that type of thing. In the natural there is. Yes, because the, the, the evangelical pushback is, look, I don't know what happened in the past. All I know is that pastor, you know, that I that I listen to that person, you know, who I allow to uh, influence uh, what I think. He is out for the gospel of Christ. He's here. Like he he laid his whole life down. He could have been, you know, a big, you know, CEO of a company. He could have done anything, but he decided to be a minister of the gospel. And how can you assign motives to him? How can you say it's good, about power?
0: That's a good point. And so this is what I would say to that. What I would say to that is if we're all on the Titanic, right? Again, I'm I'm using the Titanic reference specifically. If we're on the Titanic, And we know that the ship is sinking, but you got one sincere guy that's like, yo, we got to keep this ship afloat. So let's get these boards. Let's, you know, do whatever we got to do to maintain the ship. His sincerity is not a direct reflection, but what is... At play there is that the entire ship is going down whether or not his his uh sincerity is is you know authentic or not that's and that's what i would respond to that there are plenty of people i know personally who are super sincere about their faith about the things that they want to do but if i'm trying to put band-aids on the titanic i think i need to acknowledge at some point that i'm on the titanic and be like yo the we on the Titanic, you know, we we tried, we did this, that, and the other, but when you have Jerry Faultwell Jr., you got Franklin Graham, we've had that guy Jeffers out in, I believe he's in Texas, we've had Paula White, right? These people have large spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. They have very large spheres of influence, and because of that, this is why I say this is the greater issue. The Bible talks about there will be a great falling away in the end times. And I think that when you have people like this who have great spheres of influence um, and yet and still they would cast that aside for a power grab. There are a lot of people who are questioning the authenticity of their faith.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, there are a lot of church leaders currently. There are a lot of believers who are questioning now I'm not going to do that. I'm just merely stating the facts that there are people who are questioning the authenticity of these individuals' faith to begin with that they're more culturally Christian than authentically christian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's the bigger problem
2: that is that issue seems to be a reason because of the nature of being an American an American culture and American culture is uh driven off a of celebrity. And um, we tend to be highly susceptible to uh, propaganda and to celebrityism, to um, wanting a king like humans just encoded in our DNA, unfortunately, tend to uh, what to gravitate to right. lift people up, especially if you don't. Have a history or anything to compare the thing to, right. and then uh, in the twenty first century, and standing on the shoulders of the twentieth century, and the uh, social science of public relations that had came out through, through being used by um, corporate America, and then through our um, our our uh, being being constantly marketed to to buy things, being called consumers. Um, us us constantly being marketed to from the time that we're children all the way up until now. um, It doesn't change just because you go into a church building, right? Like it, that mindset still stays the same, and therefore, when you do see someone and they do say some things that are truthful, a lot of times as um, as human beings, uh, when we don't necessarily like have anything. Our, our culture isn't very strong or very defined, or we don't have one at all. Particularly as uh, people, people, black Black Americans, then we tend to um, we tend to gravitate we tend to gravitate to these celebrities um, because they're telling us things that um, they're they're either teaching us, and so it's similar to like a child being gravi- gravitating to a parent. Yeah. In fact, that's the exact. That would be the exact uh, analogy. Uh, whether whether we're learning something from them or whether we were just entertained, and we see, we tend to see some of ourselves in this person, and self and, and, and so, that's why we tend to unfortunately hang on this person's every word. And so, when they do do things that are we think end up being antithetical, first of all, a lot of times it's hard for us to even figure that out. The only the only reason, if you think about it, because the only reason why people haven't even having these questions now is because is it's through a lens of race. But these and races super popular right now. Right? So you don't
0: think if it wasn't a racial thing that the, the sort of hypocritical approach in terms of how their faith the tenets of their faith In mass It wouldn't no. be It wouldn't be Okay
2: No The only reason why Is because it's popular To be woke now <laughs> But I mean I was I cause, you. you know that's a, like. I mean I've said this before I don't identify myself um, As a Christian I identify myself As a believer In Yeshua Or Yeshua HaMashiach uh, uh, As the Messiah's name Is written Mm-hmm. Uh, and pronounced uh, right. in the um, J didn't exist call, before the 15th century yeah, yeah, yeah exactly what we call the New Testament that's it right so you can't knock me off my square in that mm-hmm. regard I don't care what seminary you went to because all that stuff came after yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah.
2: you know um, and I can read <laughs> Mass messed up and allowed me to read so you know and I choose to I don't watch television like that right you right. know like, yeah, I
0: prefer to read my news
2: I, I read yeah. I read I don't you know I'm not here Thirty-seven years old, still buying phones and Jordans. Like I read, like that's I am interested in learning. Hold on, right? shout out to Jordan. You can sponsor me anytime. <laughs> I anytime, mean, brother. you know, and that's no disrespect to others, but I am just saying, like, 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 I don't just, I don't put. I don't put my spirituality on co-pilot, and right. I hope that stings some people.
0: No, it does. You know, does.
2: I hope it does. I I don't put my spirituality on co-pilot or on GPS or Siri, and just kind of let you know <laughs> whatever the sermon is that the um, preacher decides based on their calendar, you know, and then and then and then the federal holiday schedule. I should be learning like everybody else, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do that, and so, so because I don't necessarily do that, it allows me to be able to see, and, and and there are people, there's a remnant of the people who, you know, see things as well, it's allowed me to be able to see the hypocrisy that existed prior to, you know, this whole wokeness, and prior to, uh, Black Lives Matter, or prior to, you know, many of these, many of these, uh, trends du jour, yeah, you the know. Trend du jour, yeah. yeah. So, so, like but remember,
0: uh, remember, uh, what was it called? Uh, Hi- uh, Wall Street hijack. Wall Street what was it called? Occupy Wall Occupy Street. Occupy Wall Street. It was
2: that, and I mean, you know, that has that that had, that had a lot of merit because it was going about it, it, it was attacking finances. Oh yeah, that had a lot of merit. But the thing is, is that you know, the 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 level of um proxy. That takes place. See, one of the things that I'm learning, you know, learning about how things move, a lot of things move through plausible deniability and proxy. And so that's why, you know, a banker can be committing all kinds of terrible acts of which many of them do by nature of the machine. But because it's so um, proxied, right, there's layers in between. You can't get to them. You see what I'm saying? Right, like right, your right. arms are too short to box with. They know a guy who
0: knows a guy who knows
2: yeah, a guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it all works. That's so how it all works. So, do you think any of these so,
0: um, any of these preachers work in that manner, where they can proxy themselves in in this effort for a power grab? Mm. That they proxy themselves where they aren't directly because, like, I bring up Anthony Perkins because he's I would consider him a proxy mm. because he doesn't. He's a proxy. Yeah. I,
2: will, I mean, these you know they're low level kings. The okay. viceroy's, as Sam yeah. Solo would say, like that. <laughs> I mean, they—they're they're not, you know, they're not anybody. Like they—they—they—they are public relations arms. Do you, you, you understand what I'm gotcha. saying? To get to—to to get us to—to to us the the proletariat or the the um the people at large to be able to to just chill and just take it as it comes. Gotcha. Like that's their role. You see what I'm saying? This is like a chessboard. They're not necessarily. Um, you know, they they, they they would be like the knights or the rooks <laughs> or the rooks. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, or the, the 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 I wouldn't even say bishop, but you could say yeah. bishop. But they wouldn't be the king. They wouldn't
0: be the queen. Right. They they well, Anthony Perkins. The the reason I bring him up is because he's not. He hasn't propped himself up as a quote unquote preacher, right? Yeah. Even though he runs the Family yeah. Yeah. Value Summit, yeah. but whereas a Franklin Graham or a Jerry Falwell, they're like, no, you know, we're preachers. We are quote unquote right. gospel ministers. And so, my my concern with all of it is, and even why we even decided to chop it up today is, for in the in the effort of trying to get this power grab, yeah, does the power that they're reaching or grasping for? I know that it doesn't, so, but in their eyes, does that power supersede, right, the, the tenets of their faith, which should be the greater of the two. Well,
2: yes. It, it, well, well. I guess you would have to question what their faith is, because clearly their faith is different. Maybe it doesn't supersede their faith, but maybe their faith is not ours.
0: That, you heard so, it here first, and and, and, and
2: and in addition to that, you know, we talk about these power grabs, which is, you know, cute, cute, woo-woo, but... I mean overall it's not necessarily about them having powers, it's about them keeping it. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. you know, that's what the term conservatism means, right? They wanna have a seat
0: at the table and There's keep the, that seat well, at the table. Well they got the you know, they, they got they they, they, the seat. they got they the table. Keep
2: they got the table. And I wanna say something. I wanna say something. We had a conversation last Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was going back and forth on, you know, whether or not um, you know, white supremacy was the worst supremacy and you know, all of that. And I have to I wanna I wanna just admit on air that there are other empires mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and there, there's other devastation that has taken, you know, that has that 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 has uh, taken 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 many lives, and so um, that's not to diminish, and that's not to diminish the the the, the results of the level of um, the level of assault and um, acrimony that we've experienced um, through. Mm-hmm through the hands of the, the white European uh, or the Caucasian. But I just want to uh, also recognize that if, or just point out, that it's very important to read and to learn about history and yeah. to understand, um, you know, how these things come and how these things go. Yep. And uh, because if we don't, then we're very easily susceptible to being uh, – Funneled down a particular direction to um, to support certain things to um, to 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 either be either to pick up and practice certain behaviors or to allow certain behaviors to go about without, you know, what you being silent. And next thing you know, you know, you uh, you know, you caught up again, again. Yeah. Again, you know, f- or for the sake of uh, just wanting to get along and, you know, you know, go along to get along and not, um, you know, not offend anybody and all of that. But, you know, at some point you're going to have to take a stand
0: because right.
2: it's coming for everybody.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, y'all, we really appreciate it. And listen, we want to let you know this is not to denigrate any one individual, but this is to really highlight the nature of systems and highlight the nature of these engines that you're putting yourself into. The, the Bible says that God watches empires rise and he watches them fall. Mm. And so the, all of this nationalism is in complete opposition to God and his kingdom. It's actually in opposition. I would dare to show you that in the scriptures, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So I can't be a nationalist. I happen to live somewhere and it's all good. But whenever the, the principles of that, place in which I live begin to contradict the tenets of my faith and the tenets of the kingdom in which I claim citizenship I have to choose one and so you know for many of us including many of these leaders that we've highlighted today they're going to have to also make that choice at some point whether in this life or the next so and you know how we do so as always we're going to keep God in the mix and sometimes that means coming after golden calves and rattling cages and pissing people off and you know pissing people off so for Avery for Eve this is AJ saying thank y'all for rocking with us again until next time peace what's happening family To our listeners in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, just wanted to put you guys on to an exciting event taking place this weekend, Saturday, February 10th at 5.30 p.m. It is sponsored by the Forward Gathering and it is a lecture celebrating a legacy of faith and the fight for justice featuring Thabidi Anyabwile. We would love to get out and meet some of you guys in person. So if you want to attend, please come out and support the Forward Gathering. This lecture will be taking place at the Solid Rock Church at 5401 Good Luck Road in Riverdale, Maryland. Again, that's 5401. Good luck road in Riverdale, Maryland. If you want some more information, you can contact them at forwardgathering at gmail.com. It is free admission and the refreshments will be uh, sponsored by um, a catering company. So please come through. We would love to meet some of our listeners in person. Shake your hand, chop it up and come out and support the forward gathering. Peace. From my people's one time. Let's get started. I won't cheat you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard.